On today's episode, we recap the Don Sr. McVeigh Memorial, one of the so-called Big Five Beagle events on the calendar each year. Thanks for listening into this one. You're listening to the UKC Hunting Ops Podcast, celebrating hunting dog heritage, competition, and community. United Kennel Club has been the hunting dog sports home for coonhounds, beagles, retrievers, pointers, curfeist, and more for over 125 years. This podcast is fueled by Yukonuba, the official performance dog nutrition partner of UKC. Hello, everyone. Alan Gingrich here. I'm flying solo today, uh, but I'm the director of hunting ops at United Kennel Club. And today I'm going to talk about the Don Sr. McVeigh Memorial that's held the weekend following Labor Day each year. Uh, the McVeigh Memorial is one of the big five events in UKC's hunting beagle format. Uh, the, the big five, the eliminator kicks it off in February, uh, uh, the first of the big five. Uh, in February, NHBA date makes up number two, which is held in March. And then in April, we have the UKC Nationals. And then we drop down to September with the McVeigh Memorial is number four on the list of the big five. And then it, uh, it ends with the World Championship. So those are the big five. And the McVeigh is sandwiched right there, uh, the first one in the fall of the, uh, of, uh, in September there. So um, after a long week at Autumn Oaks on Labor Day weekend where we had a lot of staff there this year, we had a great event there. We had uh, on the previous couple of episodes, you, uh, you heard uh, all the Autumn Oaks excitement and everything there. But, and uh, and it, it's, uh, those are uh, exhausting events for a, long, a week-long event after that. So I always enjoy the next week to go to this McVeigh Memorial. It happens every year. And sometimes I even get the chance to hunt a dog in it, but uh, not this year. I just did not have a dog conditioned for it, and uh, so I just went there, relaxed, and hung out, hung out at the headquarters all weekend and enjoyed myself, really did. Uh, but this event started on Thursday and then ends on Sunday with a 16-dog championship. Uh, but this event is far more than just a hunt. They, they have a huge raffle on Saturday evening, and that raffle seems to grow larger every year. This year, they had a grand total of about $65,000 worth of items. Just crazy how many nice items. I'm talking big ticket items. One, their big ticket item this year was a Ranger side-by-side. So I don't know what the value on that was. I want to say, uh, I can't even say what it was. It was a nice unit for sure. But there's just a lot, a lot of nice prizes like that. Um, <clears throat> but uh, the McVeigh family is made up of five boys. They had no girls, all boys, and most of them are hunters. Um and uh, But outside of the hunt and the raffles, and more importantly, this event honors and remembers and celebrates their father, Mr. Don McVeigh Sr. He was an avid coon hunter and a beagler, uh, and he was a staple in the early years of the UKC hunting beagle format. Uh, but after casts were drawn and sent to the field on Saturday morning, I gathered up the McVeighs there and all those who were there at the time. A couple of the two of the boys weren't there, I guess. Uh, but I sat down with them uh, to learn a little bit more about them and this special event uh, from their perspective. So I think uh, this time is a good time to listen in to that. And uh, let's take a listen here. Well, good morning, good folks. We're sitting here at the McVeigh Memorial on Saturday morning. I have uh, Donnie. How are you doing this morning? Great, great. Good. 
Good. Veda, you're also here. How are you doing this morning, yeah, man? Yeah, I'm here, and I'm grateful for all the hunters that's come today. Good little crowd again this morning, right? Oh, yes, we do. Yeah, then we have Danny here. Danny? Thank you. Yeah. Great to see you. Yeah. We played a little guitar yesterday. That we, was fun. Yes, we did. Yeah. <laughs> and then we also have Dave here. Yeah. Hello, Alan. Glad to have you. Yeah. So I've got uh, the whole, not the whole family, but uh, a big part of them, I guess. But uh, let's start here a little bit with uh, what is, the, what is, let's talk about the, who are the McVeighs and the McVeigh Memorial? Why are we having this event? To, it's in memory of our uh, my husband, Donald McVeigh Sr., uh, and we've had a real good run with this since he passed away in 02. Yeah, it's, uh, I think you would be proud. I, I didn't know your dad like you knew who he was. You know, when I started Beagle and everything, I remember you guys coming to the events and I knew who he was, but I would think he would be pretty proud of what's happened here. I am very proud. These boys, Donnie and Dave, have took and made their dad's dream come true. Yeah, yeah. We have several world champions, grand champions, and very proud of that. Yeah. yeah, one of my moments, Alan, this is Donnie, and one of my moments was yesterday, uh, I was fortunate to be able to judge the bench show, and, and I tried to think of dad when I was always judging it. And, and uh, dad was big on the bench show. He was always working with kids, and and older adults that needed help, he was always always there. So it was a proud moment for me yesterday to be able to judge the show. Yeah, well, uh, I know you've talked about that before. I had you about a year ago. I had you, Donnie, and Dave on the podcast at the United Kennel Club there in the studio, and and you talked about some of that stuff. And 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 he was a a true. He believed in good confirmation in dogs. Yeah. What was he saying, Dave? It's always uh, you can feed a good. Oh. Yeah. It doesn't cost any uh, more to feed a good-looking dog as it does an ugly one. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what are your first memories of hunting with your dad? Well, dad started out coon hunting, and we coon hunted a lot, and then he got into the bagels, and uh, had a lot of good show dogs in the bagels, and Donnie and Dave kind of took off after that, and, and it's made it what it is today. Yeah. And Danny, you were the oldest in the family, right? No, no Donnie is. Donnie is the oldest. You, okay. <laughs> Everybody says that, you right. know. Okay, well. <laughs> you got me again, Alan. <laughs> I, I, I'm uh, not sure how to respond to that. I, I I'm not sure what I should. Thank you, Alan. Okay. <laughs> Give him for a quarter. He must have bought you something. For some reason, I thought you were the oldest, so no, I, I apologize. No, actually, I'm not. Yeah. Yeah, but you, you know, I know Donnie and Dave hunted, and and Dick did as well. But did you? You never competed as much, Danny. Did you like the other boys, I or did you? I competed in the coonhounds, okay, but not the uh, big old dogs. Like, yeah, I got you. Yeah, uh, back yeah. in the day. Yeah. So, what are some of your what are some of your early memories of ra just rabbit hunting or going to trials? What was it that you boys liked the most about hunting with your dad? Was it just the just rabbit hunting or going to trials with him? Or well, I'll tell you what. My dad wasn't, he was my dad, but he's also, we, uh, we, we did a lot of things together, probably more than anybody else did. But the thing about it is at the point we, we was always looking at dogs and, and money was never an object if we found the right dog. Yeah. And dad was really about that. And then he always told me, he says, and it was hard for Dave to, when he came about, 
But Dad always said that if I wasn't much of a breeder, if I couldn't breed another good dog. And he he sold. I can remember when we sold Mark Five King, the Sundown Mark Five King. Um, I was at Killbuck, and, and I came up from the hunt, placed second in the hunt. And Dad said, "You need to hand your leash to E. Alexander." That was a big letdown, but that was my dad's motto that we together. And we've been very fortunate. So I just needed a professional handler and, and I had to get him out of softball playing. But when Dave came about, uh, we made a great team because I could work dogs and breed dogs. And Dave would go in competition. And, and, and we really did have a uh, – we've had a great ride. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I, Alan, I'd say some of my early memories is, you know – we, about every Thanksgiving morning, we'd go rabbit hunting. All of us take the five boys and away we'd go. And um, so, you know, that, and then he was a huge coon hunt, hunter. Not so much competition, mostly pleasant, uh, pleasure hunter. Mm-hmm. And he didn't care what color the dog was, as long as it could treat a coon and do it right. He was real big about that. Like Donnie said, he wouldn't, he wouldn't shy away from a good dog and have to pay for a good dog. So uh, later, uh, when Danny really got involved, um, he really kind of put, specialized the show part. Mm-hmm. He really enjoyed that. And he kind of took a liking to the black and tans. And so we were really big on black and tans. And I know Danny, actually Danny competed pretty heavily with uh, the show circuit. Yeah, yesterday, Danny, speaking of that, yesterday you had asked me about a dog. If, if I have my computer here and you asked me, we were looking up a dog named Queen. Yep, Sundown Queen. Sundown Queen, you were you handled that dog some, I yeah, guess. Oh, it, yes, I owned that dog. A black and tan she female. She was a five-state uh, champion. Yeah? Yeah. But, you know, it turns out we couldn't find her in the system, and we kind of came to the conclusion that, that was her time was probably – before UKC moved everything over to computerized stuff, which was around 1983, 84, I think. Yeah, right. So, be right. Yeah, so it would have been. I had her in a book, uh, Full Cry, 1982. So it had to be back in that day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh, as a joke, does that make him, still makes him the oldest? Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you're funny. So, so getting back on topic, yeah. we, we took in uh, that kind of transition from that coonhound side over to where, you know, his health started declining and, and he decided to buy some mules. Mm. And he actually uh, cooned off of mules there for a couple of years and um, <laughs> out bought those mules and they jumped the fences and knew everything for him. And, and uh, we did that for, like say, a couple of years. And finally, mom had to put her foot down, say no more in the woods at night. You don't need uh, to be out there. Oh, boy. And that kind of led us to the beagles. Yeah. Uh, we always had beagles, but we just kind of, you know, that kind of took him to beagles when, you know, dad thought he ruled the roost. But mom, when mom said enough was enough, it yeah. was time to go to beagles. Yeah, but mom always was told when they come home with a truckload of dogs, oh, they give them to us. <laughs> I said, do I look like I have stupid across the top of my head? I knew that yeah. when he found a good dog, he was buying that's, it. That's, that an was, age that old, was, that's an age-old hunter's deal right there. Tell yeah. mom or the wife that. As you know, long as he was happy, I was happy. Yeah. So 
We took care of him yeah. when he got where he couldn't do it. Yeah. We, I took the dogs yeah. down the pen, yeah. run them for him. And he'd sit up there and say, down there, Mom, down, down, on down there, get it. And the rabbit went this way. Yeah. Feel, you know, just starter pen full of puppies. I miss that so much. Yeah, yeah. All boys, Veda. Five boys. Uh, Donnie, or uh, Dick, he's coming later. Yeah. Uh, Denny, he had to work, so he, he couldn't come down from Canton, so... Nowadays, your work's more important. You know, you got to be there. So. I'm sure you have a lot of fond memories from those old days back then with the... Oh, yes. They, all the, did you make them wash dishes and stuff like that, though? They would help. They would help when, <laughs> you know. Yeah. But I have to give all five of them credit because Dad and I worked hard, you yeah. know. And uh, we had filling stations, and, and I'd be helping them. But we had an intercom, and one of them got out of whack. Somebody was right there. Yeah. They, we wasn't far away, you know. So yeah. Uh, but and they got big enough to take mom's place. Well, then that was kind of hard. But so I was, since we're talking about that, I want to back up a little further. But you, when wh where did you and Donnie meet, or Don Senior meet? Well, down on Main Street in Coshocton. Yeah. <laughs> The back in them days, they rode their you know cars up and down cruising, the street, cruising. Yeah, yeah. and then he. Went into a restaurant, and of course, he ran into my sister. And he said, I want to know who that girl is back there. And we got together there. Yeah. And, uh, yep, we were married 45 and a half years. So at that time, he was already uh, hunting with dogs and had dogs at that time? He had, a, he had a little small biggle that yeah. he, he run. Yeah. And she got into a hole. And, you know, and, and uh, they... Uh, Got a bunch of guys, and they dug her out. She was just a little 13-inch biggle. Yeah. And uh, so we kind of had her around for a while. So what about you? Were you familiar with dogs at that point? Oh, or is yeah. that something that you did? Yeah, or I liked that to you... go with him hunting. And... Be but before Don came around, was it, did you? No, not you... too much. You know, you didn't know dad... much about hunting or dogs? Well, my dad hunted with okay. biggle dogs, you know, back years ago. Okay. That's way back. Yeah. In my day, but yeah. always been around animals. Loved yeah. it. Yeah. Loved it. Yeah. Wouldn't change it. Yeah. Those and were definitely different days, you know. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. Somewhere yeah. my age, I probably fit in uh, somewhere in there, but I, you know, some of those yeah. old, it was just different times. There's and we always had animals around. Yeah, you did. You know, you're right. You did hunt to eat. Uh, yeah. we, you know, us, I'm from a family, we six kids, five girls and one boy. And we always had animals in 4-H, showed in 4-H for years. Yeah. I had a, Jersey, a little Jersey calf. Yeah. And bur broke my heart when they sold her. <laughs> yeah. Hey, we'll get into this hunting stuff here yeah. in a little bit. So, boys, just hang with me while we got Veda here. I do have some questions for her, too. Okay. Little, a little off topic, but still related here. But uh, some of the boys play music and stuff. Where did all that come in? Do you remember those? Their you dad. told. I've sat here at this hunt and we talked about it a little bit. You've talked, uh, told me some stories about going on the road, taking the boys on the road, uh, playing music. Yep. Can you touch on that a little bit? Well, it, it started out, Donnie, with uh, his two little boys. Well, it was you and it was Donnie and Danny and Denny. Dick played drums. Oh, yeah. And that started it. Now, Dave, 
He, he he's run, playing ball he, or something. He yes. runs sound. <laughs> he runs sound for a little bit. <laughs> he ran sound. Okay. But then he decided, nope, he was going to go play ball and have his little league teams. And, yeah. And um, he done real good in that respect. But if they needed him. The more we get done. to know, Dave, it looks like you were kind of the oddball in the family. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but they all played music. From, yeah. Their dad played music. Oh yeah, he played around he in did. different he played places. Own, yeah, and uh, when they got big enough to put something in their hand, like spoons. Yeah, I can remember them sitting with two spoons. Yeah, going right along with the music. Well, I know a couple of years ago when I was, you were telling me some of those stories, that was really interesting to me. You were talking about taking the boys around and playing. Yeah. And stuff. Well, yeah. Dick, he wanted to play drums, and you know, all the band teacher says you can't play drums. Well. <laughs> He yeah, did play drums. He yeah. was good. He is a good drummer. Growing growing up, our house was the place to be. I mean, it just seemed like the neighbors, family, friends, they yeah. all congregated at our house. Yeah. Saturday night at our house growing up was, they were playing music. Mm-hmm. Way before these guys got to playing music, we grew up in it. I mean, it was just, you know, you have that one house where everybody just kind of congregates yeah. without yeah. an invitation. Mm-hmm. That's kind of was our house growing up. Yeah. Yeah. And that's kind of that whole thing is kind of uh, must be in the must be in the blood or something. You know, I, I know Donnie, uh, your boy, Timmy, he played with us or played for our crowd at Autumn Oaks just last week. Yeah. Timmy said real well. And yeah. Ryan has too. He, yeah. Timmy and are, Ryan. Yeah. They've done real well in the music field. Yeah. Anyways. Yeah. I had story. Somebody told me the other day that they uh, remember my dad setting pick a guitar and this reminded me of you a little bit alan not that you would go do this but but you would have no problem just taking your guitar and pulling it out and start singing and my dad could do that just very easy mm-hmm. and uh, he worked with timmy a lot coming up through and, and uh, he was always there when we needed him in the music field, whether we needed a drum or we needed a guitar or whatever we needed if he could uh get, work it around where he could get it he we, we was never without yeah yeah. So uh do you you boys remember some of the dogs that you thought were really good back when you were a kid? Some dogs that you had that were you know, hey Joe, he's the Danny, you were Red. Here. Red? Red. Who what was Red? Red was a Collie uh, Redbone Mix. Yeah. He was So you're talking coon hounds again. Yes. Coon hunting again. Yes. That was yeah. his dog. That was his dog. Oh, and yeah. Brown. Brown. Brown was another one. Yeah. Um, and but those are coon hounds that we grew up with that yeah their dad owned a service station yep so uh well dad and mom but uh so all those boys grew up in the service station and and part of that is people coming in to get their gas they they visit and a lot of them were coon hound guys you know there was nothing for dad to say well let's load them up yeah. <laughs> let's load them up and go see tonight yeah. you know and and we'd have a blast doing it. I mean, uh, a lot of family and friends, and and yeah, the boy when he cut him loose, uh, he liked that dog. It was all business, and and uh, we hunted. I know, growing up, we hunted one particular farm. It was several hundred acres. I mean, we had multiple places to hunt, obviously, but there was times we'd go to that one farm four or five times a week and get. Five, six coon a night, hmm. and it never seemed to run out. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah didn't it? Yeah, I mean, yeah. it just because we'd go to this part of the farm, 
and we would hunt maybe 20, 30 acres of it that night. They just don't, his dogs weren't just fly through the country. Yeah. They, I mean, there was times we didn't have to go far, but when we did have to walk far, we was all like drawing stalls. <laughs> Who's going to go? <laughs> Yeah, yeah. One of the things, too, Al, on his part, it always seemed like Dad kept us busy. You know, we didn't have time to go out here and get in trouble like a lot of the kids did today. We just, he always kept us busy. I don't know, you know, we had horses, and Dad had a horse that he raced out on the racetrack, and, and it was always constant. You get off the school bus, you was going up and riding horses till get new conditioned. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think one time he had, uh, mom might correct me on this, I had 50 head of horses at one time. And some of them was tame and some of them's not. I think I got a few marks on my back where I've been thrown <laughs> off. And yeah. But anyways, but he was always involved. And, and if we had, uh, somebody had something going on in, in the community, dad was involved in it. I can remember him taking groceries out, out at, Christmas time and take them to the families and giving them food and stuff like that. And, and I tried to live up to those standards today and it's really tough with the way the community is today and what's going on. And that's why I kind of look at it, this hunt as a part we're giving back to the hunters and uh, dad would be, he would be gleaming from head to toe. From yeah. Sure. yeah. If I could say one thing, Alan, this hunt, do you see them little kids out there trying to show? Yeah. My dad's right beside him. Yeah, he would have loved that. Showing him. Yeah. I think I'm telling you, and Davis did a wonderful job when he's, he brings these little ones up for drawing tickets and yeah. having the guys, you know, take care of them kids, draw your ticket. Yeah. That's what it's all about. Yeah. That's my dad. Mm-hmm. That is my dad up and down. Yeah. Because he'd give you a shirt off of your back, you know, if he had to, to yeah. help you out. Yeah. So, so when he started competing, was he competing with his dogs and beagles? That's kind of the beagle part of it anyways. I'm sure you boys kind of remember that. Were you already kind of involved at the time he started, or did you go with him to those? Or when he started, was that kind of a thing that he was doing only? I guess that would be my question. Um, yes, I went with Dad. We had dogs and I kept telling dad, you know, we got dogs that can compete. And he said, well, let me uh, make a few connections. And uh, I believe Todd Morgan was a, the person who was in charge then. And, and Todd had knew dad. And, and next thing I know, he was saying, hey, Donnie, we're going to hunt this weekend in St. Louisville. So, and, and uh, so we started, we started that. Yeah. And then just acquiring different dogs to, to get where we needed to be. Yeah. I think, I think too, uh, Probably the best comparison I can give lately to to the people listening is our dad was a lot like Coy Stacy. We would pull in as a group. Us boys ran the dogs. Dad just kind of masterminded. He would go if he had to go, just like Coy did before he passed. Uh, you know, if he had to take a cast out, Coy went. But if us boys were running... He just soon sat back and, and hey, talk to us when we get back and whatever. Now, Donnie done it a whole lot longer than I did. Uh, he ran several different registries. Um, I kind of come on late when, when uh, he wasn't able to go as much. But um, I know when 
he was laying in the hospital. If I didn't call him on my way home, if I wasn't his first call and you had to give him, it usually take you an hour. You could run the cast quicker and you could tell him about the cast because yeah. <laughs> he wanted to know every little detail. Yeah. I mean, it, that was his thing. He mm -hmm. wanted to know it. Mm -hmm. And um, so it was, it was, you know, a lot of fun. It, it gave it that perspective yeah. back to him because he truly lived there. Yeah. So back in those those days, there were also a lot of plaques and trophies and stuff, and you probably had to put those and organize those at the house somewhere, Veda. <laughs> I I remember, you know, one he was proud of this, and Dave will have to tell you the same thing because he uh, he gave Jay a little bitty pup, mm -hmm. and we put it in the starter pin. Dave, you want to finish that? Yeah, yeah. That that I think we've heard this on some other podcasts and stuff, but. She's he talking gave, about your son, though. Yes, Jay. he gave my son a, a pup. He went down, spent a few days during summer break at school, and they ran her in the pen and ended up, Dad gave Jay that dog. And um, and that dog ended up being Sundown Tess. Mm. Jay named her. And and uh, so, yeah, that was, that was kind of his introduction and actually, actually what pushed me into competing heavily. Mm-hmm. Um, and transitioning from playing ball over to that, yeah, because uh, Jay, you know, he he took an interest, and and then we was just like, well, if we're gonna yeah. do this, we're gonna do it to the best of our ability, yeah. and the way we went, so yeah. but you know, um, yeah, well, I Don, uh, Donnie, I know you want to say something, but if you can hold that thought for just a second, you mentioned sundown test, test wasn't just any dog, this puppy yeah. that grandpa gave Jay. It was Tess. Tess wasn't just any dog. She was a, a twice a world champion, and uh, and uh, a big a big name in the McVeigh kennels. Yeah, oh, and in the huge. sport. Yeah, it's huge. Yeah, go and ahead, Donnie. I want to get back to the trophies. Our club, the Shockton County Big Club, has got a thing in the rules bylaws. that bylaws that you have to give trophies, and that's because of my dad. Oh yeah. My dad would go and take his trophies and move them out in the living room. And mom would be cleaning and take them back in the other room. <laughs> and the next day, my dad would have them all carried back out and put out there. <laughs> One of the big things my dad wanted to do in the bigger world was to see the world trophies. And I'm fortunate enough that me and Dave's done real well at going. Yeah, yeah. So the thing about it is, yes, trophies was a big deal to him. Yep. Yep. You got to yep. bring back hardware, boys. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, well, let's talk a little bit about some of the, just for those folks that might not know, some of the dogs that maybe that you guys had. But let's talk specifically about some of the dogs that your dad maybe was most proud of. Beagles. Beagles. Uh, Donnie, I'll let you take off with that because Donnie ran with him in the early stages of the Beagles. Of course, I know him, but Donnie You, you mentioned Ace, uh, Ace, you know, or yeah. uh, uh, King, I King guess. King was one of them. Ended up being a world champion after after uh, Alexander had him. Correct. I guess. Very yeah. correct. And also, there was Big Red Al. Uh, Brown House Red Al was one that Dick uh, had dealings with Dad, and Dad uh, had there for a good while. And then uh, uh, one of the other ones we had, we bought uh, three puppies off of Richard King. And that was uh, uh, Sundown. Uh, Mark V King and uh, Sean's uh, Mark V Ace and Sundown Brandy. And uh, we made a lot of good crosses with Brandy and all three of them was great dogs. 
Um, I can remember Ace was probably one of the hardest brush dogs I've ever seen. Um, he would get, he, he didn't hunt away from you. He hunted with you. And uh, he was, in, he just was in all the brush pounds. But those was starts of things we look for. And then we continued in the Ace and Hole line heavily. If you go back mm -hmm. and look at our pedigrees. And then we decided, well, we need to have change of confirmation. It was in the Mark V Ace whole line. So we went out and talked to Hal Davis and we ended up purchasing Strongbow um, Chip Off the Rock. And and then we found a couple other bit, bitches that uh, uh, that we liked in that line so we could bring our bales back. And then it was just constantly trying to correct the confirmation and you just can't do it overnight. Mm -hmm. So we took it mm -hmm. But he was big in that confirmation. But we we uh, but those are some of the dogs that that I worked with him with when he was living, and uh, um, I never will forget was one breeding that he I searched in the book and I wanted, and um, anyways, uh, so he found it. And yeah, there's nothing. The next yeah. day it was there. So, mm -hmm. Alan, we both had Daltra Pathfinder 2s now for a little while. What do you think about yours? I'm liking mine. One of the things I had the opportunity to now download a map of an area where I did not have service, and I've used it there, and it has worked flawlessly. I love it. Yeah, I love the crystal clear maps. I love that I never lose reception on my dog's collars anymore. Highly recommended by me as well. Daltra Pathfinder 2, the official GPS collar of UKC. So I know you boys have had a lot of success, you know, uh, uh, with your beagles, you know, when it won some world championships, some other major events and national, you know, some national events and things like that. But uh, so you had Tess, obviously you had Gage 8, Willie Brown and some other dogs like that. But what were, what year did Don Sr. pass? He, he died uh, March 18th of 2002. Okay, 2002. So at that point, what what were some of the successes that he saw that you boys had at that point? Most of most of the wins actually came. Well, Tess would have already won. No, she, she had. She no, was, she was young. She was. I was actually just getting on the circuit pretty good with her, and I I believe I won the challenge series uh, back when we had the pedigree. There you go. Challenge series. Yep. She won the pedigree challenge series for the junior female division, and. Um, I, I was able to win that before he passed, but uh, she won the world afterwards. Yeah, actually. Yeah. And uh, the world hunting beagle title after that, and then the world performance pack title come the year after. Yeah. Hunting beagle. Well, so that kind of that kind of sets it up. You know, you, you had a lot of successes and won a lot with the dogs that you had up till that point. But I can only imagine how proud he would have been of you boys of the success that you. Of, of something that he he brought you up and taught you and that you took it as far and had as much success as you did. You know, I think he would have been extremely proud of what we've accomplished. Yeah. But I think knowing our dad, I think all of us will say that as many titles as we've been blessed to have accomplished, he would be most proud of what we're doing this week. Yeah. Yep. yep. Yes. Yep. Well, hey, that's a good way to segue into 
this weekend, the Bay Memorial event here. How, how did you come about? How did you decide or what was that like? What did it look like you deciding to have this event? Well, that all was actually, mom involved with that. Well, probably at some point you had to go to mom. Well, yeah, but a little later, though, actually, to be honest with you, this event started with our brother, Dick. OK, um, our brother, Dick, uh, in the Coshocton County Beagle Club, Dick came up with the idea that he wanted to have a memorial and him and Danny Thornsley and a few other guys in the club um, had went around and gotten donations just from the local uh, businesses. Mm -hmm. And I remember them first taunts, um, you know, you'd win something in the raffle and you might win a hat or an oil change or, you know, those kind of, those mm -hmm. kind of things, yeah. whatever we could get from local businesses. But Dick and Danny Thornsley were like the two main people that headed that up and really got it started in the beginning. And, and I believe, and I would have to go back and look, Alan, but something sticks with me that we had between like 50 and 70 dogs that first time. And, um, and like I said, um, what year was that? That would have been 2002. Two. Two. Yes. Okay. Thanks mom. That was 2002 that it started. Um, so that was actually right that same year that he passed. Same, right. same actually year. it was, yeah. actually it was in August, uh, because the hunt was always in August, uh, back then. And um, we didn't actually move it till September and just here until here a few years ago. That's right. And the reason we did that is because a lot of our public hunting is shut down during the month of August. It doesn't open up until September 1st. Mm, yeah. So we kind of worked with mm -hmm. you guys to mm -hmm. get that moved into this weekend. And, and so, yeah, but it started off that way. And after about, uh, I'm going to say maybe three years, um, you know, those guys just got taxied to the point that, that, you know, Hey, they were tired of going around and hitting businesses up and, and they just kind of mentioned that, you know, Hey, they'd like to turn it over to somebody else. And then that's really when I got involved with it and we started working with UKC and just started building it. And, um, and really it's come to what it is today. Yeah. When did all the raffle stuff start? Well, we've always had them raffles from okay, the beginning. Okay, so they just, just, just evolved from there. Yeah, yeah. Just yeah, got really way bigger. Did. Yeah, They did. Well, we started getting the attendance. Um, and, you know, as everything else, you get that attendance, you can, you can start building even more. Yeah. So then we had the uh, – we just got to the point where we had the light bulb go yeah. off and said, look, if we're going to go big, let's go big. And you have. It's big. <laughs> I uh, – I, I have to admit a couple things here, and I know it sounds like it, that we all kind of lean on Dave for this event, and I'm being very honest. I plan on showing up Wednesday or Thursday and saying, Dave, what do you need? And that's, I'll ask Dave that probably a hundred times during the, the week. I'm sure I'm speaking for Danny and mom both, because Dave has put his heart and soul into this hunt, and he's made it what it is today. We help out. We try to assist, but Dave's—he'll be working Monday after the hunt for the next year. That's—he's always done that, mm -hmm. and we've been fortunate that we've been able to help him make this grow. And uh, but he might not want to take much credit, but he—he's our—he's yeah. our go-to yeah. person for this. Yeah, yeah. So Veda, what did what what did you uh, 
I know it's kind of see, Dave talked a little bit about the the beginnings of it. You know, just had it at the Coshocton County Beagle Club and and how it's grown. That's uh, that's amazing. Yes, it is. I'm very proud of how it's been going. You know, uh, uh, I know after Dad passed, you know, and Tess won the world, Dave. I, he said, even himself, he said, Dad was with me. Yeah. Dad was with yeah. me because Tess had stopped. And, you know, she'd been running all day. And, and uh, suddenly a hawk flew over and squawked and she took off. Yeah. And that's what got the world. Yeah. And they, everybody said, Dad was with you. Yeah. Uh, Up there in heaven. Yeah. Yeah. We've, got, we've had some beautiful dogs. And, uh, and everything just works together. Yeah, yeah. You know, with the hunt, I'm really proud of everything that he's done. All of the boys. Yeah. You know, uh, they're just, we work together. We're a family. Yeah. You know, we work together, yeah. try to pull together. So. And that's very apparent. And that's good to see you when you come to this event, how you yeah. guys are all, all a part of it. Your family is, and you're, you're the ones putting, doing all the yeah. work behind the scenes with all the raffles. And it's gotten so big, it takes, it takes, a lot of work and kind of all day yeah. on, on a Saturday here. We're, we're recording this on Saturday morning of the, this event started on Thursday now, you know, it's grown to that yep. where you're starting on Thursday night and we'll get to that in a minute. But, uh, uh, but yeah, here in a little bit, uh, you guys are going to be, going to be busy bees out there. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. So let's, uh, let's talk about a little bit about the hunt now it's grown from that. And it's, it's, it's one of, we call it one of the big five in UKC, one of the big five major events and shoot, it is fast becoming one of the biggest events. Yeah. 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 This weekend has really been a huge shock. Um, at least to me. It, um, oh, and I think that, um, you know, there's a lot of, um, regressing just a moment alan yep, but sure there's a lot of um i get a lot of credit for heading it up but you can't do this hunt yeah you just can't i can absolutely there's, relate to that there's so many people that you gotta rely on just give them a job and do it and do it and it's you know i was telling danny yesterday we've done it so much it almost becomes routine mm -hmm. that you know hey repetitious so so with that being said, I mean, um, we've always been brought up, you get out of something what you put into it. And we've put a ton of effort into this hunt. And these folks, at the end of the day, this hunt's not big if they don't come. Mm -hmm. And at the end of the day, you know, they have really blew me away this week. Um, our record for this hunt if you're ready to go into that, yeah. our record for this hunt uh, was last year with 419 entries. And we thought, wow, you know, we, for the last few years, we've been right there. Uh, and prior to me saying this, it's never, ever been a competition, ever. Uh, and we don't want it to be. We look at it as we want to be in conjunction with the other big five hunts. Mm -hmm. You know, we're just one of those big five. and. Um, and over the last probably five, six years, we've gotten numbers to reflect that, hey, this deserves to be a big five. Mm -hmm. And so we're very proud of that. And so last year we had 419 dogs. And this, with this morning's entry, uh, we're at 425 dogs. 
and we have another round yet this evening. Yeah. We could quite possibly exceed five hundred dollars at this hunt this weekend. Yeah. That if you'd have told me that at the beginning of the week, I'd have said, yeah, you know, I want some of what you got. Yeah. You know? <laughs> uh so yeah, this is kind of a this is kind of a a, a pleasant surprise. Mm-hmm. And um and I know that probably I would say 70% of the people out there never got to meet our dad. Um, but there's several out there that did. Yeah, yeah. And they know who he was and what he meant. And this is just a way for us to keep his memory alive. Yeah. In a sport that he loves. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. So the other things that hunt numbers are good, like you mentioned, you know, it's just crazy. And that's, that's all good. Uh, the show is also a little different in in different than any other UKC show. You kind of talked just briefly on that how you have that set up. You have the Total Dog Award, which is you guys talked about it. Your dad was big on that, the Total Dog. Yeah, he was actually big when UKC set up that Total Dog. Mm-hmm. You know, back mm-hmm. years ago, UKC had a that Total Dog program, mm-hmm. and he was really big, instrumental with that also back in the day, but. Um, we have what we call the total dog and it's a dog that does, uh, the best in the field and show combined Mm -hmm. because really that's what our breeding program has always strived for is, you know, going back to that, uh, costs the same to feed a pretty one as it does an ugly one. And when the people say, Hey, you know, papers or looks don't run a rabbit. Why not? You know, that was my dad's theory is why not mm-hmm. why can't it be and so that's you know what we always try for so that total dog aspect of this hunt is something that we will never turn loose because that was his feelings that he wanted that total dog um and you know and that's kind of what donnie uh leading the sundown breeding program really strive for also yeah. so so yeah that's the difference in our show um i think think maybe you can help me at this but i think we tend to have one of the largest shows you do uh of the year it is and we think a lot of that's for that yeah so yeah and our total dog gets a free pass to the finals yeah uh or to the semifinals, and and uh so that strives to get a few more show entries yes let's talk about that format just a little bit you have our hunts here uh you have had one thursday night that's uh, that's been new now for the what past couple of years now you started on thursday night that's been very successful all the dogs hunt together for one regardless of category so uh and you basically now have five hunts one thursday night is hunt number one friday a.m and p.m that's two and three or three and or two and three there and then Saturday makes four and five, two hunts on, on Saturday. So you have five hunts, basically. And then the dogs that make it into the championship, you take 16 dogs to go to championship Sunday, right? Correct. And uh, so explain how that works and who gets in and how sure. they get in. We This year, we've always kind of done a little different, but this year we took the expect that the highest scoring dog of each of those five hunts, they're get in. Get, they're they in. get a guaranteed pass to the semifinals. Yep. And then our total dog makes the six. We dog. hear traffic going by here. The road is right next to the building where we're recording, so hopefully it's not too much background noise. But this is a busy little town right here around the fairgrounds. Hey, welcome yeah. to Kashaka. Yeah. You know? So. But uh so we take those five overall high scoring dogs, then we take our total dog entrant, makes six. 
the remaining 10 positions, because we take 16 dogs, the remaining 10 positions are the dogs that have the most cast wins for the weekend. Yeah. So that kind of uh, encourage you, if you win your cast, you better enter that dog again yeah. and try for another cast win and, and try to get into that yeah. finals. Yeah, so there's different there's different angles your hunters can take here, you know, and I've heard it just this morning, just yesterday I heard it where this is also a last chance qualifier for the UKC World Championship. And you need a cast win here does qualify. And it's worked it's worked great to have that here. Uh, you know, so there's that. You know, so you might be going to try to get a dog in the championship, but there's different uh theories that come into play, which is kind of cool. I kind of like things like that. What I, the point I'm getting at is, so yesterday somebody said, well, I got a cast win here. I really need to get another dog qualified, and I don't know if I want to go for, you know, I really want to get another dog qualified. So there's different strategies that people, hey, they make their own they make their own strategies here, what they're trying to accomplish here, whether it's getting uh, several dogs qualified or or getting that uh, championship or, or, or what have you. But it's pretty neat. Absolutely. It's, it's, it's unique, different. <laughs> Well, we always look uh, for for those twists and turns to make it unique. Yeah, I'm constantly trying to come up with new ways to to make it a little different. And you know, going back to what Danny said earlier about the youth, how many youth we had up there to first strike signing up yeah. series. Um, you know, when you add in, and and what has made this hunt really big also is is UKC's participation in this. That, you know, we do have it as a world qualifier. It's a very unique qualifier. Um, so that added on to the NHBA sectional series that you have an opportunity to come here for this one weekend and, and participate in five hunts for NHBA sectional points, the youth series NHBA sectional points. Um, and then you take and, and go one side further, somebody from, in which we're seeing this year, we have several from different registries mm -hmm. that have come in and, you know, Alan, we've competed for years and you can go to another registry and it's very easy to put a label on that registry based on one or maybe two cast. Yeah. You know what I mean? I do. No matter, and it's not down talking any one register or another, it happens. We're human. Mm -hmm. Well, here you have the opportunity to really get a good idea if you run all five times. You'll have a good aspect of what it's about. Mm -hmm. and, and we're seeing that this weekend, mm -hmm. that we've got, we've got a lot of different registries that, hey, they can spend the money to travel for this weekend and, you know, they could possibly leave if they do really well. Five-plus point cast wins, and yeah. they leave with their dog being, yeah. you know, a yeah. title in UKC. Yeah, yeah. And it's good. I, I love seeing folks come from other registries, and, and, and this is a good event to do that, you know, because there's, it's like you said, there's multiple hunts. They get a good, not just one, you know, and they can uh, kind of check the oil or test the waters, I guess, a little bit. And, and not just that, but it's... Uh, Hey, we have a strong there, you know, I feel like our, uh, our, uh, people that compete in UKC, a lot of us, we all know each other or what have, and, and it's for the most part, they're great people. 
but there's also great people that compete in other registries that we don't get to see like we do in ours. So it's good to have them here. And it's you get to know a lot of them. They're also great people. Sure. Fit Absolutely. right in pretty quickly, you know. So have you yeah. ever met a bad beagle? No, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe. <laughs> yeah, but uh, so hey, I don't want to uh, take up. Uh, oh, there, we could sit here and talk sure. for a couple hours, but let's get into the raffle. What do you got on tap for the raffle tonight? That's well, got that's got way big. We talked about the you talked about the startup there at the first couple of events. You know, you talked about giving away feed and oil change, but <laughs> I don't know if you're doing any oil changes giveaways this no, weekend or not. No, you know? it's kind of evolved a little bit. You know, I mean, and that a, would be a good thing. I need the oil change in my truck, <laughs> by the way. I uh, my light's been on for too long. <laughs> I I made the mistake uh, about five years ago saying, "You give me five years, we'll give away a truck." And some people have held me to that. <laughs> and uh, they remind me quite often. But, you know, since then we've had COVID hit and yeah. a lot of different things that we've all had to overcome yep. and, and whatnot. But this year we're giving away a Polaris 570 side-by-side. I, I see that thing sitting out there. That's just amazing. Somebody, somebody's going to walk away with that thing with a $1 purchase ticket. <laughs> and it's, you know, it's, it's, it's great. And so our raffle... Uh, all totaled for the weekend, um, we will be giving away, we, we have just crossed over $65,000 worth of prizes, raffle items, um, gifts, everything uh, that we're going to be giving away this weekend. We, mm -hmm. we just topped $65,000, and including the payouts for the finals and so forth like that. But as far as that raffle, and we know that that raffle draws the crowd. You know? It does. It does. Uh, you can lose. We, we told people all the time, you can lose in the hunt, win in the raffle when you went home or winner. Yeah. Um, or vice versa. So when we talk about what this hunt offers, it, it's got a lot of different dynamics. So we have, uh, we have all kinds of hunting gear in there. There's going to be 15 guns on the, in the raffle tonight. Uh, three of those guns are $1,000 plus guns. So when you win in our raffle, we try to always make sure that the prizes are somewhat worth $100 or more. Mm -hmm. So um, and, and there's a bunch of them out there that are way valued, way higher than that. Well, yeah. I mean, we've got a couple gun safes. We've got an electric bike out there. We've got a... Dog uh, boxes. You've yeah, got dog boxes. I mean, the list goes on and on and on. And What's unique, and I, I catch some flack, uh, even amongst my family a little bit, about this raffle. Um, but what's unique about our raffle is if you win, you get to go pick what you want. Yeah. If I would, if it was all about money, I would just say, hey, these are your items. These are the list. Yeah. And if you're the fifth ticket out, you get X. Yeah. If I did that, I could quadruple the amount of sales we have yeah we don't want that we want the people to be here we want them to win we want to see their face when they go up and get it we that's part of what we get out of it and um so so yeah uh tickets don't get sold until friday morning of the hunt we start selling the first ticket friday morning and you got to be here you got to come here to buy a ticket we we literally call out a number, and if you have that number, you are sent back to pick whatever you want. Yeah, yeah. And and you, you can know, buy as many tickets as you want. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. It keeps the ticket sales yeah. girls yeah. pretty pretty it busy. Does. That's for sure. Uh, but but you know it's it's the beauty of it all. And when it all comes together, you know we walk away Sunday exhausted. Um, but we pat ourselves on the back and say we made it through another year. You yeah. Know? yeah. And this is our nineteenth year of holding the event. It's the twentieth year since he's since the first one. We lost one year through the COVID yeah. uh, years mm -hmm. there where we weren't allowed to assemble. But uh, this was this is our 19th uh, event. So, and yeah, we can walk around. And I know I, for one, walk around thinking, you know, we've done him proud. Yeah. Well, hey, I, I think unless you guys have something else, I want to kind of get it wrapped up here. And there is one thing sure. I want to say. Sure. Uh, one thing about this hunt, you can see my dad. You could see Stacy, and you could see what was the the guy from uh, oh, Mike Reinhardt, Mike Reinhardt yeah. sitting on a bench, saying a joke, talking about the dogs. Yeah, it's all about my dad. Yeah, yeah, he loves yeah, he loves yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. Well, we we want to get this wrapped up. I know you guys got things going here, and and uh, but I really appreciate you taking the time here to sit down. And really appreciate being a part of it here with, with UK. I'm the part of UKC, and, and you guys do such a fantastic event. But with that said, any final thoughts, Miss Veda? We'll let you close this out. It's, I just, I'm so proud of all of it, all of it. If he would, he always told the boys, you do your best. You don't have to do it over again. You do your best, and they have. They have, they've stuck to his way going through life. Uh, they, I'm real proud of him because he told him, you do this, you do that, you do it right. All that UKC has done through the past, very grateful and I thank you because without you, you know, we all need each other through this life. Thank you. Yeah, so I hope you enjoyed that uh, sit down with the McVeighs and, and you heard from Veda, their mother. Uh, she's very passionate about her family, as you can tell, and a lot of interesting uh, things that they talked about. I've known uh, a lot of their history from throughout the years, but it seems like each year when we sit down and, and uh, talk with them, there's always something new you learn about them, and there's a few things like that. So I hope you enjoyed that as much as I did sitting down and talking to all of them. Uh, so as it turned out, they were ecstatic with the turnout they had this year. They had a grand total of 500 in total entries in the hunt. Um, each of they had five hunts, as you heard Dave explain all that, how the hunt format was set up. Uh, but it's just a good way. And they've had a couple different formats, several formats throughout the years. You know, the most, uh, what they had the longest was a full elimination format. And that always... Uh, that always worked well. Usually what they did, they had registered dogs to hunt one day, champions and grands on another day, and then they took uh, X amount of dogs and, and put them in a, in a uh, semi-elimination format to hunt off on Sunday, I guess, so to speak. And in that format, they were getting, they still had a large entry of usually around 350 to, to 400 dogs in there somewhere, you know. But the way they had now set it up and allowing uh, the same dog to be entered uh, – 
in multiple events or as many events as somebody wanted to, it did, in fact, allow the opportunity for more total entries, so to speak. So that's kind of the difference. They, uh, so that's how they ended up with 508 total entries. Uh, but it, before it was still a, a big event, you know, but and I think the hunters and everyone really enjoys the way this format was set up. It's very customer friendly. And you kind of decide what hunts you want to hunt in, what dogs you want to hunt in, and the hunters really like that. Uh, but in, in any event, uh, you know, a good number of entries is always good, but a quality event is more important. And I'm telling you, they seem to have plenty of guides, again, available for them uh, this year and for each one of those five hunts. And very few casts did not have a total score of plus points. You know, it was the weather, the weather we got lucky, actually. The weather was pretty nice, really, considering uh, the days leading up to this event, it was warm, too warm, really, for uh, for to, to be hunting dogs out in it. But uh, it it cooled off nicely there, so the weather was the weather was nice. Um, and it's like you know, talking about guys, it's like Dave has always been quick to say, you know, that the locals from the Coshocton County Beagle Club always seem to be on board and help them make this all come together for the great cause that it is. So they also have a show that's held on on Friday, and the one unique thing they have with this show is also a thing they call the total dog, and they have a point system that is set up for uh, for field and show both. So a dog that will get X amount of points for being a cast winner, and then also X amount of points for participating in the show. So they eventually, after the hunt and show are completed, uh, they name a total dog winner who that dog also receives a spot in the top 16 championship. So that's kind of a neat thing. And this year they had a grand total of 39 hounds that were entered in the show. That, uh, uh, But uh, the overall winner of the show this year was a really, really nice uh, female, a grand champion female, hunting beagle champion, grand champion, no cures angel maker. She's a three-year-old female that is owned and handled by Mike Higby of Missouri. Uh, just a uh, very nice dog ended up winning the whole show, the overall there. I mentioned the total dog and the total dog winner when uh, everything, the dust settled and everything after Saturday night's hunt, they could name that winner. And for the second year in a row here, it was Grand Hunting Beagle Champion, second to nuns, no one's Patsy was the winner, the total dog winner, which gave her a spot in the championship, as I mentioned. That's a young two-year-old female that is owned by Josh Byers of Missouri, and was handled in the show and also then in the championship on Sunday by uh, Brody Neff, who's just a youth handler. I'm not sure how old Brody is, but I'm going to guess he's around uh, somewhere 13, 14 years old, maybe 15. Uh, but just a, a good young man, good young dog man, has been doing it for a little while now. And, and uh, I know he likes his dog. He does an excellent job showing this dog and, and handling her as well. Matter of fact, uh, he handled her on Saturday night and got a cast win with her on Saturday night as well in the field. So congratulations to Mike Higby and also to Josh Byers and Brody Neff there with their nice dogs in the show. So uh, we'll, uh, I want to just mention the final four in, the, in Sunday's championship. And um, so the, uh, the, the four dogs that ended up in the, uh, won their first round cast in the top 16 were S&J's Undercover Boss. That's a four-year-old male. That's owned by Steve Ackerman and John Bassett of Ohio. Uh, they made it in the final cast and ended up placing second overall. 
Uh, Grand Hunting Beagle Champion Sampson's 10-Mile Blue Trixie. That's a three-year-old female owned by Roy Sampson Sr. of West Virginia. They ended up placing third. And I can tell you, Mr. Roy was excited to uh, have Trixie make it all the way there to the finals. She's a nice nice little dog, has done uh, quite a bit of winning here in the last several years. And, and Roy's had a lot of success with her. So he was he was really tickled. She ended up third. Uh, in uh, fourth place this year was uh, Hunting Beagle Champion Ingram Stylish Blue Bayou. That's a four-year-old female that's owned and handled by Tom Ingram of West Virginia, uh, placed fourth. Um, and then the the winner was Hunting Beagle Champion Woodlands Blazing MJ. That's a four-year-old female that is owned by uh, Logan Hamilton and Victor, or Jake as most of us call him, Jake Cumberledge from, uh, uh, Jake is actually from uh, Pennsylvania, uh, but I guess uh, Logan is maybe lives in, in West Virginia, but he won the final cast there. And I can tell you, uh, Victor or Jake here is everybody likes Jake. And uh, he, I don't know how many cast wins he had. I want to say he had three cast wins here to, to get him a spot secured in the top 16. Might have been four. You can see those results, and I'll get to that in just a minute. But uh, uh, but everyone's tickled to see Jake win this hunt. Just a great guy. Has been around for a good number of years. He's a, uh ex-Marine. Uh, just always at the, he's just one of those positive guys. He's never caught up in anything. Everybody just likes Jake. So, uh, a good win for him and on it with a nice little dog, and she is really cranking right now and kind of a good time here just before the world hunt. So we'll see how he does there. But uh, we want to congratulate Jake and Logan on their uh, big win here in, at a major event here with Hunting Beagle Champion Woodlands Blazing MJ. Nice job. Uh, the top 16 awards, they do have a, uh, a purse for that. First place gets uh, $800. Uh, plus all their entry fees that they accrued throughout the week, uh, the, throughout the weekend, they get that back, and that's for all of the top sixteen actually get their entry fees paid back to them, in addition to the the prize money for the top uh, four. So first place got eight hundred bucks, second place was five hundred, third place got three hundred, and then fourth place also got two hundred. So. Uh, but yeah, just a great hunt this year again, as as always. I always enjoy this event going to it and and just so much fun and and uh just it's it's a hunt and it's a major hunt, but it's so much more than that. Like we said, or like I mentioned, it uh it uh memorializes Mr. Don McVeigh, a senior, and then they have the raffles go with it, they have the nice show, just everything. It's just so much fun, just a great event. They do such a great job with it. Uh, but, uh, to see the, uh, uh, a list of all the cast winners in each of the five hunts, go to our, uh, website, UKC forums on the message boards, the Beagle message boards in this case for a list of all those cast winners from each day. And then there'll also be a separate thread for the top 16 matchup, uh, on Sunday, as well as the results of those matchups and, uh, and also for all of the show winners. Uh, but again, I want to thank uh, the McVeighs for another outstanding event as well done uh, by everybody and already looking forward to the next one. Thanks for listening to the UKC Hunting Ops podcast. Be sure to give us a follow wherever you get your podcast so you don't miss out on new episodes.